Hi, and welcome to another episode of A Shot Glass of Recovery with your host, Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast, Two Sober Chicks. (sighs) Well, hello, recovery warriors. I find you on this April 18th, 2021, in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Shout out to all the Canadians in lockdowns across the nation and across the world, such as the state of our reality these days. So I was in my first free thinkers slash secular meeting this morning based out of Toronto, and it was really rad, I have to say. I wasn't sure if I was going to get a we hate God, yeah, kind of a meeting. I didn't know what to expect, and I was pleasantly surprised because going in, I thought, well, how, like, I'm a person that can't separate hope from faith. Like if I don't have faith in God, then I don't have hope. But I thought I'd go because a very dear friend of mine in recovery invited me. And it was awesome. And it was awesome because there isn't there wasn't the typical like, quote unquote, outside issues issue. Um, There was swearing, which I love. There was talk of all kinds of addiction, fentanyl, meth. There was stuff about Al-Anon and codependence like it was really good and this was a really warm wonderful group and furthermore they even said in their preamble this is a space for people to talk about all conceptions of God and to be mindful of those who may have been raised in a religious faith so there's no God bashing allowed which was pretty awesome I really enjoyed myself there is one thing that someone said that stuck out to me And he is in the medical profession, and he thinks of step one as, I have a life-threatening condition. And that made me think about how we view life-threatening. Is this life-threatening as in, I will die a physical death? Is it life-threatening as in, I will die a spiritual death? Is it life-threatening in terms of, I'm surviving, I'm not thriving, I'm existing, I'm not living? Like, the death of what? And it made me think about vows for marriage and how vows for marriage till death do us part can be to the death of what? To the death of my physical safety and security? To the death of my emotional safety and security? Vows never have to be as black and white as some of us religious folks look at it. Um, I don't know any I shouldn't say I don't know any religion that condones violence in a marriage and as not grounds for divorce, but I do. But what it made me think of is how my life in recovery is very similar to a marriage with myself. I commit to myself to keep doing it when I don't feel like I love myself. I commit to myself to keep living recovery despite how I may feel or think in a moment. Because often when we relapse, we're not thinking of it in terms of breaking a vow to ourselves, or maybe some of us are, but it's focused more on, I want to do that. I want to drink. I want to use. I want to behave. And the focus, where our attention goes, energy flows, right? Our focus is to be in resistance to that thing over there we want to do, as opposed to being in alignment with what we want for ourselves. And listen, I know what it's like to be caught in the grips of an obsession or a compulsion so great that nothing else matters. But seeing step work in my sobriety and my recovery as a commitment to myself really helped clarify things to me, for me. Um, 
So as I said in a previous podcast, I was denied at the U.S. border. I'm up here in Canada. I do not know where I'm going to when I'm going to see my spouse next. And that has created a couple of arguments because we're both shocked. We're both hurt. We're both angry. We're both sad. We're both depressed. And that's really good breeding ground, as so many of us know, in this world of COVID and isolation and shutdowns and lockdowns and stuff. It's really good ground to breed resentment and an output of negative, angry energy. You know, it's not our fault that someone beside us is that contact point for nervous energy or angry energy. It's like when you have a, a whole bunch of static in your body, the first thing you touch is, you touch goes bang. You get that shock. Sometimes what's really cool is you can actually see the spark of electricity. But when we're stuck with people, that energy has to come out of our bodies. You know, when an animal gets into a fight, right after they tend to shake, it's a way of getting all of the physical energy, negative stored up energy and aggression. It's a way of getting it out. And I don't think we're different as human beings. We need to get that out. So in talking to my cousin about something that he said to me, which I found very upsetting, She's like, I have a message for you from God. She's a non-religious person, by the way. And I said, okay. And she said, I heard from God to keep your place in case this doesn't work out with your husband. And she was coming from a good place. So I didn't get mad at her. I understood that she's doing that to protect me. But I thought, is that what my marriage vows are? Like the first time I don't like what you've said or the first time you hurt me, I'm out of here. Because my vows are more of like a covenant, as that's like Christian speak. But a covenant is something that you can't break or will not be broken no matter what happens. My vows are not contingent upon whether or not he's nice or happy or agrees with me or does things for me. It's, it's commitment. It's devotion. It's loyalty. And that's how I view my marriage. And that's how we have to view our sobriety. The second we don't feel like it anymore is not a good idea to bail. This is a commitment we take to ourselves. Sometimes step three is interpreted as made a decision to do the rest of the steps in their entirety. And I'm paraphrasing. But I understand that. Because if in step three we make a decision, which I've said before, is not based on feelings. It doesn't matter how you feel. A decision is based on a decision. If I make a decision to turn my will and my life over, I will go through with the rest of the steps. I will have faith that that's what I need to do to feel better. So that was my short session. Sometimes I don't know how to end. Like I'm bad with transitions and I'm like, okay, so I say something really cheesy and corny to end because I'm a little uncomfortable with like the gap between thoughts or how I'm going to end it. But that was what I've been thinking about since that conversation with my cousin, since this share I heard in the meeting this morning, just some things I've been ruminating about. And I wasn't exactly sure if I, if I could articulate it, but maybe I'll end this way. You're worth the commitment to yourself to try and live a better life. It's not about not doing that or withholding some kind of enjoyment or pleasure from you. It's about engaging in a decision to have a better life. Sobriety and recovery can be really scary because we think we're not going to enjoy life or we won't know how to cope with life. But the truth is, recovery, whether you're in an atheist program, an agnostic program, a faith-based program, which would be a theist, um, 
it doesn't matter, really. What matters first is that you know you can't do it, which is step one. I have a life-threatening condition. Step one. Step two, there's something out there that I can believe in that's going to help me. And step three is I'm going to let whatever that is help me because in light of this life-threatening condition, I'm facing one thing and it's death in one way or another, in one form or another. So choose life today. Choose you today. You can do it. I promise you. I see it all the time. Go to a meeting. Go to two. Go to 10. Go to 100. We're not lying. The people in the rooms aren't lying. In fact, I think it's a some of the most safe and honest spaces I've ever been. So I encourage you to do that and check out different meetings. I freaking loved my first Freethinkers meeting and I love that it was called Freethinkers because I'm a freethinking kind of gal. So I'm absolutely going to join them. Uh, they have Friday at 7.15 p.m. meetings and Sunday at 10.30 a.m. The funny part is that the timing works so that I did the um, agnostic meeting and then I went to church online. Healthy balance, y'all. It's all about the healthy balance. I thank you so much for being with me on this Sunday. I think of you all often. I appreciate the messages I got um, sending me love and support and prayers for the sadness that is being kept away from my husband that I talked about on my last podcast. Thank you so much. If you want to reach Lisa or I, we love to hear from you. We don't know when we're going to be in person next. We don't know when we'll be doing a Skype or Zoom or whatever uh, podcast together. We are working on it. Um, Our schedules do not align, and Lisa happens to have a very flippin' intense job. So if you need to reach us, we would love to hear from you. You can email us twosoberchicks at gmail.com. That's the number two. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter at the same handles. Uh, We appreciate you so much, and I'm feeling grateful for you this Sunday. I'll talk to you soon.